Do you currently rely on one single source of income? What if you suddenly lost your job? In these very uncertain times, we hear regularly about large companies downsizing and laying off hundreds or even thousands of employees. How stressful would your life become if you were suddenly unemployed tomorrow? How long could you afford to live your current lifestyle? Would you have to vacate or sell your home? Does the thought of losing your sole source of income strike fear deep within you? What if you could have a backup, or better yet, multiple backup sources or streams of income? How much better would you sleep knowing you had multiple income streams? Welcome to the Multiple Streams of Income podcast. Listen and explore the very real possibility of creating multiple streams of income of your very own. Now, here's your host, David Doggett. Thanks, Joe. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for a great intro to a podcast or a voicemail system that you have or a narration for any other purpose that you have, be sure to contact Joe. And you can do that simply by going to msipodcast.com slash Joe. That's J-O-E. In this episode, um, I'm connecting with a longtime personal friend of mine, not just in business. Uh, I've known Mike for a very long time, uh, back to when I was just a young lad. And uh, But I've been in touch with Mike on and off over the years. Uh, we keep in touch fairly regularly uh, in the most recent years. And um, we actually uh, are sort of intertwined in the same industries. But Mike is fascinating because he's one of these guys that truly does generate multiple streams of income. And so I thought, you know, he'd be just a fantastic guest to have on the show. I want to talk to him, uh, get him to answer some questions that I have that I think you might be interested in, uh, as well as, you know, we'll hear a lot of his stories. And uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to it. And without further ado, I'm going to uh, connect on the line here with Mike Crosby, uh, and I'll jump right into it. Hold on. Uh, hi, Mike. How are you doing today? Dave, I am exceptional. Getting better every day, sir. How uh, are you? Awesome. That's good to hear. And I think that's a common theme when I'm talking to you. I'm doing just fine. Thanks. And Perfect. That's great stuff. Thanks for uh, joining me on this call and agreeing to uh, to be featured on the podcast. Well, you know, I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So, the show being called the Multiple Streams of Income podcast, there's certain people that come to mind when I think of that. And I mean, you are right there at the top. And one of the things that I really want to touch on with the listeners today is how uh, the majority of the people that I've listened to or uh, have followed online uh, throughout my career tend to believe that unless you focus all your efforts on one thing, uh, one task or one uh, income stream, one job that you're you're not going to succeed at multiple things at the same time. But you, sir, seem to have been able to pull that off. And so that's one of the things that I, I want to kind of try and tap into maybe how you've been able to do that. But to get started, maybe just give a, a, an introduction, take us back to, uh, you know, maybe your first job or jobs and and maybe how you got to be where you are today. All right, David. Well, look, um, first off, you know what? I think where I am today is is just a product of 
you know, doing some things over and over again. And, and, and really, you know, I started um, in business a long time ago, uh, but not before I had a couple of jobs. I had a job working at the telephone company um, here in Halifax um, for, a, for a little while. And, and I remember distinctly that they couldn't give me enough work to do. By 11 o'clock every morning, I was finished my work. I went to my boss and said, look, you have to find something else for me to do. I'm going out of my mind. And, and if you can't find me more work, I'm going to have to leave. He said, well, nobody quits because they don't have enough work. And I said, well, got to tell you, that's just the way that it's going to be. And after a few months, they didn't find me any more work. They were scared that, that I was going to do everything so nobody else would have anything to do. So I went in and one morning I said to him, I said, well, you know what, I'm going to quit. And he said, how come you're quitting? I said, because you wouldn't give me enough work. And he, mm-hmm. I said, I told you I was going to do that. And you know, then I went and got another job, and 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 it was a good job. I w- worked at a local sporting goods store here, and and I and I watched the owner, and he was, you know, he was a worker, and and uh, I learned a lot of great lessons from him. And you know, but but one day he and I came to a an impasse where we had, you know, there was something happened between the two of us. And I looked at all of this, and I finally realized, and and I say finally realized, I was only probably twenty seven then. I realized that my job. We just lost Mike briefly there. Else to tell me how much money I was worth. And at the same time, I was allowing somebody else to tell me how often I could go fishing. And that's something I just couldn't deal with because I think that I was born to fish. I wanted to fish more. So I decided that, you know what, I was going to go out and try the self-employed route and start my own business, which I did. Um, And that was now 32 years ago. Um, since I've had a job. So it's a whole, been a whole different life. Awesome. So you went from working at the sports store to starting your own, was that when you started your own tackle shop business? No. Um, actually, the first business I started uh, was a sporting goods store in mm-hmm. competition with the person that I had worked for. Okay. And, you know, I worked really hard at it. Um, I remember distinctly, um, it was the only business that I had at the time. And I remember distinctly that in five years, we built like seven stores. We went from zero to over $6 million in sales. And that was a long time ago. $6 mm-hmm. million was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we grew. And I, I can remember that I wouldn't allow myself to go home until I had worked at least 17 hours a day, at least seven days a week. <laughs> there was no stopping. I figured if anybody was going to outdo me or if I stood a chance of failing, it wasn't going to be because I didn't work hard enough. And so that's what I did was go and do that. And, and you know, we built a pretty significant business. We sold it. Um, after uh, five years, I ended up – I had a partner in the business. I sold the business to him. And then I went on to own – a number of different businesses, and and a lot of them I owned at the same time. You made mention of that, mm-hmm. and you know, I I agree to a point. Depending on the individual, um, you know, focus is an important thing. Um, and so what I did throughout my business career, and we've had you know gas stations and restaurants and muffler shops and real estate companies, travel agencies. We had a a small coffee and donut business one time that they called Tim Hortons. Um, we did all kinds of things. But through all of those, what I did in every single instance was find somebody that was looking for a way to be self-employed themselves, but maybe didn't have the resources to do it. So I always took on partners and businesses, and the partner was the one that would be in doing the day-to-day work every day 
my wife as a chartered accountant, which allowed me to have really good information, really good numbers, watch things from the outside. And so I became more of an overseer in those businesses than a doer. Um, now, still, there was a lot of risk involved with that. And, you know, you were always borrowing money from the banks. And, you know, I can remember at some points in time, you know, owing the bank huge sums of money for different businesses. Um, and so that's what allowed me to, 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 actually focus on a business without actually being in the business. And it allowed me, I think, to do more than, you know, one thing at one time. In fact, sometimes my wife, my poor wife, the, <laughs> I say my wife, the chartered accountant, um, she, she never knew what was going to happen from one day to the next. I just came home and say, well, you know what, we bought this business or we did this or that. And, uh, Oh, probably 20 different businesses over time, mm. um, which is good. And sometimes I th- sit back and think, well, maybe it would have been better to just do one. But that wasn't my personality. My personality wanted to experience things. My personality wanted to do things, see things happen. And so that is the route that I took for a long, long time until you know, four or five years ago, I decided, you know what? Really, conventional business has run its course with me. Um, you know, I was tired of dealing with employees, tired of dealing with the government, tired of dealing with all the different things that come with a conventional business. And so I've kind of shifted gears a little bit. Not that I don't still have conventional businesses. I do. You know, we're still involved in a real estate project that we're developing, and we have some fishing lodges, um, a fishing lodge in Labrador, and we're just about to add to that portfolio shortly. But But those are... You know, those are the only conventional type businesses that I have left today. And and today, you know, most of my focus and most of my focus for the next five or ten years um, will 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 see me spend my time uh, working in the field of network marketing. Interesting. And you're 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 not the first one that I've had on here that has kind of gravitated towards the network marketing industry. It's fascinating because um, it does tend to have a, a little bit of a bad reputation, at least uh, it can have that for people who are, you know, looking at it from the outside and considering getting involved in it. What was it that that sort of attracted you to uh, network marketing when you've already had all these other successful businesses along the way? Well, um, a couple of things. Number one is not all the businesses have been successful. Mm. Most of them were, but there have been some that have been very costly learning experiences. And and that's okay because, you know, you learn from your mistakes sure. and continue to go on. Um, no question. You know, it's been 20 years now. I can't believe 20 years has gone by. 20 years since I've been, and I hate to use the word involved, but involved in the network marketing business. Um, you know, 20 years ago, my brother called uh, one evening to ask my wife, Ann, and I if we might be interested in and looking at a way to earn some extra money part-time. And I said, well, you know, of course we're interested, Wayne. He tried to introduce me or tried to tell me a little bit about this whole home business network marketing idea on the phone, and I thought he'd lost his mind. I really did. But because he asked for my opinion, um, and because I thought I had some, you know, sort of business sense, I said, you know what, we'll sit, take a look at this. Ann's really smart. I'm not so smart, but Ann is. Mm-hmm. I said, well, let's take a look and, and see what I can find wrong with your home business idea. I was trying to save my family, really. Right, right. And so when I sat down, the gentleman that was going to explain this whole idea to me said that he was going to need 30 or 40 minutes. I figured I could give him 10 and it would be all over. I'd throw him out. That would be the end of it. I'd save my brother and all would be good. And mm-hmm. instead of that, 10 minutes in, I said – I'm in. We want to join now, immediately, right away. As I said, if that's all true, 
if anybody can earn income by doing that, I said it might as well be me as anybody else. So the reasons that I gravitate now towards the network marketing business is really it's a number of things. One is it's a business that um, is very little you know money to start up. You know some of these you know the average franchise out there today maybe three four hundred thousand dollars to get started. Well, a couple of things. One is you can lose your money. And number two is not everybody's got three or four hundred thousand dollars just sitting around to mm-hmm. go, you know, to start a business. Mm-hmm. Number two is the idea of residual income, the ability to create a flow of income that comes to your house over and over and over again. I mean, lots of people find ways to make money. Um, generally, we trade our time for dollars. Somebody's willing to pay you X number of dollars an hour or X number of dollars a week or a month for your services, but then you're willing to cap your income on what they tell you that you're worth. And and I couldn't get used to that idea. So and and if you stop working, you stop getting paid. Well, through this whole field of network marketing, you can actually go out there and create an income that when I'm fishing in Labrador in the summertime, which as you know, mm-hmm. I do all summer long, <laughs> I still get paid and right. still has the ability to go to the grocery store because our check still comes for the work that we've done in the past. And and so residual income was one thing and the other thing I think, and, and, and I don't know that everybody gets this, and I and I understand, and I'd like to address for a second this, the idea of the stigma attached to network marketing. But um, I'll do that in a second. But but uh, the other thing besides residual income is the ability to leverage your time, and when you properly understand the network marketing model, the the concept that if if you tell people and they tell people and they tell people, and there used to be an ad on TV that was something like that, um, if you do that, you have the ability to earn a little bit of income from the efforts of a lot of people. So it's not totally responsible to how much you can do. I was always used to working hard, um, really hard. But the problem is when I stopped, the money would stop. Mm -hmm. Now, if I can introduce David or Mike or somebody else to the whole network marketing idea and teach them and coach them and work with them a bit and they go on to build their business, that will have a direct impact on mine. It's important to understand too that a lot of people think that that this is some kind of a, or these businesses are some kind of a pyramid scheme. And I say, you know what, you've got to do your due diligence um, and everything else. But when I looked at the, you know, the company that I currently work with, I looked at this and said, well, this is really cool because somebody can start today and make more money than anybody else. It has no bearing on who started first or who's on top or anything else. Mm -hmm. So that's important. But let me just digress for a second. You mentioned the stigma or the negativity attached to the field of network marketing. And to that, I say, thank heavens that it's there. Um, Because if this was really easy, okay, there wouldn't be any money in it. If this was really easy, everybody would just put an ad on the internet and then, you know, people would join and that's all there would be to it. And the companies wouldn't have to pay you um, or wouldn't have the ability to pay you, uh, you know, a lot of income um, for helping people understand the concept. So, you know what? Yeah, there is a bit of a. Just lost the signal once again is to certainly help people understand what the concept of network marketing is all about and help them um, you know, get over that stigma. And once we've done that, the business model makes complete sense. Interesting. That's a very good explanation and, uh, and one that I know many people will, will enjoy hearing because uh, that is one of the things on people's minds. It's sort of been a case of a few bad apples ruining uh, you know, the thing for everybody. But uh, you're right. There's a lot to the explaining the uh, the business and the opportunity side of things. So, so while you're doing your network marketing business and and earning residual income, you are still 
um, operating other businesses and ventures at the same time. I think that separates you from a lot of uh, other people that I know. Well, you know what? And I am. And again, I, I oftentimes tell people, I think I have a personality defect that <laughs> won't allow me to just do one thing mm-hmm. at one time. Um, I will say, I would say this, you know, for anybody that's looking at being in their own business, be it a network marketing business, be it a conventional business, whatever else it is, I think one of the real secrets out there is to really learn to be a time miser, um, which is what I've learn to become. I, I guard my time very carefully because once it's gone, you have no ability to get it back. What happened yesterday, you can't change. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. You can only control what happens today. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. We all have the same number of minutes in a day to work with. And so, you know what? I've been able to just use my time very efficiently. And I, I have no... I, uh, yesterday was my anniversary. Yeah, happy yesterday? anniversary. No, yes, it, was. it was actually the day before yesterday. Yeah. Um, November the 11th, I made sure it wasn't in the fishing season, uh, which is important (laughs) so that I could make sure I could be there. But I cannot tell you how many times in the past 36 years that I've heard my wife Ann tell people, say, I have no idea how he gets as much done in a day Mm -hmm. as he ever gets done. And it's because I organize it. I think on paper. I write things down. Before I go to bed at night, I got a list of what's got to be done tomorrow in order of importance. I attack the list. And that way... You know what? You get a lot of stuff done. It's rather than, you know, I always like to say to people, like, there's there's really three types of people in this world. Those that make things happen, those that watch things happen, and those that just wonder what the heck happened. <laughs> yeah. um, and I really didn't want to be in that. You know, people yeah. just seem to be walking around and think that life is going gonna, is gonna to go out there and be good to them just because they're walking around. Uh-huh. Well, generally, you know, it's a, if you put good things in, good things come back out. Yeah. And and so, you know, the use of your time is so very important, no question. That is a, that is a tough one, and I was going to ask you, do you control your day and the time mostly on paper, or now that technology is the way it is, are you using a mix of both? Do you find technology confuses it, or, um, you know, would you recommend people still have this pen and pad beside them? Well, I tell you what, I'm sitting in my office now, um, and looking at it, there's a little cabinet in front of me, and and you can go into that cabinet, and every year in there, there's a book, a day timer of what happened in that year. I mean, every so I I'm a big believer in writing things down and thinking on paper. I listened to Stephen Covey talk one time, um, and uh, he's a pretty famous guy, and mm-hmm. and talks a lot about time management and stuff like that and he said you know technology is a wonderful thing your phone is a wonderful thing put all the stuff in but he said there is nothing like thinking on paper the simple act of taking a pen putting it in your hand and writing it down there's a connection that happens in your brain Mm. that helps you focus on things to understand what needs to be done and you know it's funny because i'll i've got my book and I, you know, I don't use my phone for reminders or anything else. In fact, I just like started putting contacts in my phone mm-hmm. because I always pride, prided myself on being able to remember people's phone numbers. Right. Um, and, and, but now there's just way too many phone numbers to remember them all. In any case, I write things down and, and you know what, I'll sometimes be driving with my wife, Ann. And I'll say, you know what, hon, I need a telephone number. Uh, can you go back into September, um, and and it's on the top right hand side of a page. This guy's phone number I'm looking for, 
and she'll go back and on the top right hand corner of a page there it will be mm-hmm. and so you know what if, if I had my way about it I'd say everybody should get a pad of paper and write things down uh, I think it makes you look at things and just lost Mike again Perfect, Mike. Now I just had uh, another. We had another. Uh, yeah, a little break there. Break I see there. that. That's yeah. okay. That's all right. We're we're still hanging in there. Lots and lots of good content in this uh, in this chat in this episode. That's uh, that's good advice, and that's one that you don't hear a lot of people saying. You know, write down you know your thoughts and your schedule on a piece of paper, and that's a good idea. In fact, I have a notepad on my desk that I think I'm going to start uh, uh, writing, scratching some things down, and we'll see how that works. But um, Tell you what, I tell you this, if you had a way to measure it, I will bet you any amount of money that if you start to write things down and organize your day, say, this is what I got to get done tomorrow, there's my list. And I take a marking pen, uh, like a yellow highlighter, and if I've got it on my list to call somebody and I call them, but I don't an- they don't answer and I get a message, I put a line halfway through it, mm-hmm. which means I know now that I've called that person. They have not yet called me back. If I accomplish mm. a task, I put a line all the way through it. It does a couple of things. One is that lets me know what's left to be done for the day, but it also gives you a great sense of accomplishment because you can see, wow, look at all the stuff that I got done today. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. There it is all there. And that's the way that, that – I'm able to keep a track of it. And boy, I'll tell you what, you can go back. You can tell the days I'm fishing by just looking in my books. Oh, he must have been fishing that day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because there's nothing, nothing in the book. And that's a lot of days. <laughs> that's a lot of days. It is. Okay, go easy on me now. Um, but you know what? If I believe that I was put on this planet to chase Atlantic salmon, then I need to spend a lot of days doing it. It's the law of 10,000 hours. I mean, in order to be really, really really good at something you got to spend a lot of time at it and salmon fishing is something that i chose to spend a lot of time at amen to that in fact i think if i recall you're you were the first phone call i made after i hooked my first atlantic salmon <laughs> so, i remember the call yeah you were, yeah you were one excited boy it was yeah that was that was a, a memorable experience for sure yeah well mike i uh i really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule and you, you can now scratch that highlighter right through our uh our whole uh chat and that that was great advice for anyone who may be looking to uh keep track of their day better and is overwhelmed by the technology that we now have in the palm of our hand. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put all this stuff in the show notes for the, uh, for this episode. So Mike, if somebody uh, is captivated and wants to get in touch with you directly, uh, I'll add your contact info in the show notes. Um, They can find you on Facebook. They can uh, go to your primary website, which is mikecrosby.com. And um, those are the, the main ways at this point in time, Absolutely. correct? Absolutely. And you know what? I have a, I've learned to have an abundance mentality, Dave, mm-hmm. when it comes to, to just to everything. People think, oh, you know, you're a fishing person, so you hide all your secret spots or you don't tell. I mean, heck, I wrote a book about it so that people would understand, mm-hmm. you know, the things I do and the places I go. So as far as, you know, the network marketing business is concerned, as far as conventional business is concerned, I throw it out, say, look, you know what, in all sincerity, if there's ever anything that I can help you with, if there's a question that you'd like answered, if you'd like to find out, whatever I could possibly do, I'm happy to do it. Don't hesitate for anybody out there to you know, find a way to get in touch with me. I'll do the best to answer the question that I can and uh, we'll see if we can help you out with it. Excellent. Excellent advice. I've got my, 
I've got my 2013 day timer in front of me now, filling in stuff already. 2015. Ah, uh, 15. Yeah, th- oh. 15. I'm already working ahead to next year. Wow, that's putting stuff in. That's uh, that says something because I'm lucky if I can plan a week ahead, but I'm working on it. All right, and, you keep uh, working on it. We'll talk to you soon. I hang around people like you, and maybe it'll rub off. So that's oh. the idea of the show. Thanks again, Mike, for uh, right. for joining. You're welcome, me. Dave. Thank right. you. Take care. Bye now. Thanks again to Mike Crosby for taking the time out of his day to chat with us here. Some real gems Mike shared with us, including some really essential tips on time management. And I know that's something none of us have enough of these days. So uh, to find out more about Mike, uh, by all means, go to the show notes for this episode, which can be found at msipodcast.com slash 005. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.